I wanted to talk about something today that was a little bit more fun than talking about what all's going on in the world today or stocking up our food supplies for possible shutdowns, lockdowns, storms, things like that. So we're going to talk about some firearms. It's a good time to be picking up some firearms on sale after the hunting season. It's also a good time to be making needed repairs, replacing or upgrading scopes. And since you blamed missing that deer at 75 yards on your scope being off, it's a good time to go to the range and sight it in. Let's talk about making them accurate as we can when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We're talking about breaking in a new rifle or a new barrel and sighting a scope with the least number of shots possible today. And this topic was kind of brought to mind because I have a scope on my rifle that I need to replace. That scope has served me well, and it's over 40 years old, but it's become so stiff you can barely adjust the power. And it really takes two hands. You can't just reach up there and gently twist it. You have to get a hold of it and turn it. So it's time to replace that scope. And talking about scopes brings up the topic of accuracy. So what are the things that we can do to give us more accuracy with a new rifle barrel or a new rifle? One of the things a sniper or an experienced long-range shooter does is break in the barrel. And so that's where we're starting our topic today, is breaking in a new rifle or a new barrel. Now, our sponsors for today's episode are ProLine Digital Group, ProLine does custom logo designs. They do custom website building. They've built several sites for Krista and me over the last few years. They design and build apps. They do web hosting. And they do digital lead generations. And that's sending qualified leads to you. And this is people in your area who are looking for your services could be landscaping services, antique shops, heating and air services, attorneys. Whatever your business is, they can get you leads. ProLine Digital Group, their website is linked off of our website and out of the show notes. Second sponsor is Jim Curtis Knives. Now, Jim Curtis builds custom knives that are as beautiful as they are functional. Now, there's two ways that you can own a Jim Curtis knife. One of those is to design it yourself. You can design your blade shape, select your steel, select your handle material, and even select your sheath material, either leather or kydex, and Jim will build it. Or you can select a knife that Jim's already built, and he tries to keep some on hand for those that don't want to wait, but honestly, they do go pretty quickly. Now, every knife comes with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and with two Band-Aids. And yes, they really are that sharp. So check out Jim Curtis Knives on Facebook or click on the link in the show notes or from our website. 
Now let's get to our topic today, breaking in a new rifle or a new barrel and sighting a scope with the least number of shots possible. Let's start with breaking in. And this is very important for those small groups that we want to have. And it's critical for precision shooting, especially for competition and snipers, long distance shooting or hunting. I know that there's some places out in the West that they will hunt deer at six, seven, eight hundred yards. I think that may be beyond my capability, but they do it and they need the precision. Now, one of the problems with especially a custom rifle is that there can be microscopic imperfections inside the barrel. Now, the mass production rifles, they've got it pretty dialed in, but breaking in a production rifle can still increase the capacity. Now, here again, we're not talking handguns. We're not talking things with short barrels that are going to shoot relatively short distances. But we're talking rifles, hunting rifles, sniper rifles, even a precision shooting twenty two rifle. You really need to do this. It takes time to break in a rifle barrel, but it doesn't even have to be done all in one day. You can break it into several days and just follow the process step by step. One of the first places to start is use the ammo that's recommended by the manufacturer and fire one shot. That's called a cold shot because your barrel is cold. And then after you shoot that cold shot, run a swab down the barrel, then run a brass brush through the barrel, and then run two or three swabs soaked in bore cleaner through the barrel, and then run dry patches through until they come out clean, and then allow the barrel to cool down. Then repeat the process. 20 rounds is a good suggestion for breaking in that barrel. And what that does is it hones out those little micro imperfections and causes it to be able to fire a little tighter group. Now, let's talk about sighting in a rifle scope with the least number of shots. Now, this is how I sight a rifle scope, and it may be totally different than you do, but this does work. The downside to this is it takes two people to do it and do it well. The first thing, if you buy a new scope, have the gun store bore sight it to get it close. And you could also use a bore laser to get it close. Now, all of this must be done on a solid rest. You can't hand hold this. This has to be solid very, very stable. You can use a shooting sled or you can use sandbags on a table, be seated, whatever comfortable position. But at my height, it's usually more comfortable for me to shoot over the hood of a pickup. I just put my sandbags where they need to be and I lean up against the truck, bend over, and it's just about perfect for me at six foot four to be able to do that. But you need a solid rest so that you can maintain control. What we want to do is to take out as many variables as possible. And hand-holding puts too many variables in so that that rifle has to be locked down either in a sled or it must be held very steady on sandbags. Now, what I do is make a target out of a piece of white poster board. And I use the full-size poster board because I could be off. 
You know, my scope may not be that close to start with. And I use a marker to draw a line vertically down the center and one horizontally across the middle. And what I'm doing is I'm making the lines on which I'll place the crosshairs of the scope. And this will work with any scope reticle as well as red dot sites. And for red dots, I prefer the little single cross reticle that you can dial in as you can select your various reticle styles. Some people will sight a scope at 25 yards to start, especially if it's not bore sighted. That is an option. That's the way I did it for a number of years before I really knew about bore sighting, much less had access to one. Now, I sight my rifles at 100 yards, which is plenty for most of the things I usually do with my rifle. And if I need to make a longer shot, I can hold over accordingly. I've even figured out the bullet drop for my caliber out to like 350 or 400 yards. So I know what I can hold over on my target if it's longer than 100 yards. Now, from a very stable rest, I'll fire two rounds. And if those two rounds are within, say, an inch of each other, I'll proceed to the next step. If not, then the arrow was in me. And I would go back to being sure of my breath control, my trigger control, and I'd fire again. When I get a close group of two or three shots, I'll lock the rifle down as best I can and aim exactly where I aimed before, right on those two lines. At that point, I'll have whoever's with me to move the crosshairs in the scope to the center of the small group, while I take care that the rifle does not move in that process. So what we're doing is I'm aiming where I was, and somebody else is moving the scope, the reticles, adjusting it to where the shots are actually hitting. Now, once that's done, I'll fire two more shots at the center of the cross. And this usually results in a group of less than a half inch at 100 yards. And I have had it where it was almost a single hole. If I did my part, the scope was accurate and those two shots would be touching. And that's good enough for hunting or for most anything that I want to do or need to do with a rifle. But if you're hunting at longer distances or expect to be shooting at longer distances, you can sight it at 100 yards or 100 meters and then move out to the distance you expect to be shooting. And you can do the process again and sight your rifle in for that distance. Another tip on scopes is that it's often said that you should invest at least as much in your scope as your rifle. And this is certainly true if you'll be doing long range or precision shooting. But in my opinion, that's not necessary for hunting purposes, but don't cheap out. For a quality scope that'll last you a lifetime, you're looking at several hundred dollars, but it is an investment and it will help ensure the accuracy of your rifle. So a new rifle, we need to break in the barrel, and then we need to zero our scope. Hopefully this will help you a little bit, and it can improve your odds next year.
And at least it means you can't blame your scope for missing that deer. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that'll help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.